Good morning, everybody, and we want to thank you for joining us. We may be coming to you from a little different space, but you'll understand why in a minute. But we just want to thank you guys for joining us on Sunday morning, which is also known as Palm Sunday. And so um, some of you guys may want to make sure that we brought some by. Make sure you get those handy. You may want them. But we're going to be talking about Jesus and about Palm Sunday. So we're gonna give everybody a moment to kind of check in with us, hop on, before we do our prayer concern. So we'll give you a minute to join us, everybody hop on. Once you hop on, if you'll go ahead and say hey, we, so that we can see you. Okay. Okay, let's see. We've got a couple of people already. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Janice. Thank you guys for joining us. We're in a little different place than we normally are, and we're going to talk about things that aren't what we expect. And we're going to talk about that a little later today, but we want to go ahead and get started with opening in prayer. And so um, we're going to just ask right now if you're watching and you're on with us and you have a prayer concern you would like us to pray for, if you'll go ahead and just kind of let us know um, so that we can take this time in prayer. All right, feel free to keep chiming in as we go. Um, we'll catch up with you guys as it goes and proceeds, but we're just gonna open in prayer this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day, for everything that you've done for us. Lord, we thank you for being a place of calmness, of peace, of shelter and Heavenly Father we ask that you continue to be with us this time we give you a praise report from a worker who's been discharged Lord and we continue to we lift up Brie with her pain this morning we pray for Miss Janice as she continues to work during this time we pray for all of those who are still working at this time Lord we pray for their safety and for the safety of their families and their health, Lord. We pray for those who need your healing touch. And we pray for those who need your peace. And we just ask that you be with us now. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Now, we are coming to you from a little different area than you're used to seeing us on Sunday morning. And so... Sometimes life gives us things unexpected, right? Are we kind of feeling like that's the motto that we're living right now? Life is full of things that aren't what we've expected. And when things happen that aren't expected, worry, doubt, 
fear, anxiety. They can creep in and even take over. It doesn't matter who we are. But when things don't go as planned, or even how we expected them to be, we're not even too sure we like the results. And we're gonna be talking about that. Now it is Palm Sunday. And so we're going to be looking at the scripture in Mark chapter 11 about Palm Sunday. The first one there ever was. And so look with me, Mark chapter 11. And we're looking at verses 1 through 10. Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord needs it, and will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, What are you doing untying that colt? They answered as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought their colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted. What do you guys think they shouted? Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything. But since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. They went and found a cult, or as some translations say, a donkey. Palm Sunday marks what we call the beginning of Holy Week. We go from this Sunday all the way to next Sunday, Easter Sunday. And we have even Good Friday in there. Good morning from Washington. And here's some things that I want us to talk about that can apply to kind of some of the stuff we're going through right now. You see, Jesus is entering into Jerusalem, into Bethany, and he sends people ahead of him, two of his disciples, to get a colt donkey to ride in on Jerusalem. They found the donkey, they got permission to take it. And then they used the very own clothes to make a saddle, to make a blanket for the donkey so that Jesus could sit on it. And then he sat on this donkey and rode it into Jerusalem. Now. If you, being the king of kings, was going to make a triumphant entry, how do you think it would look like? If you were coming, knowing that the fulfillment is near, that you are about to save all of these people, what would you expect your reception to look like? I'm sure we've seen the videos 
of normal things like that, of parades in the streets. And they kind of have something similar. People waved their branches, shouting Hosanna, shouting blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But as they got to thinking, there were some things that stuck out to them. Now, Jesus riding a donkey into Jerusalem was actually the fulfillment of an Old Testament prophecy about the Messiah. Look with me at Zechariah chapter 9. Zechariah 9, 9. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. You see, between our two scriptures we looked at this morning, there were 500 years in between. They knew that the Messiah was going to come, the deliverer of the people. They knew what Zechariah said, that he would come riding on a donkey. And so they understood that riding on the donkey, the way Jesus was, was his pronouncement of saying he was the Messiah, the long-awaited promise. So they were to take, they took their tunics off and laid them on the road. They took branches and spread them on the road. They waved them in the air. They were chanting, chanting, praise God, Hosanna. But you see, while they were doing all of this, they had certain expectations of what the Messiah, what the Deliverer was going to do from them. And here's the thing. On Sunday, he was the fulfillment of scripture. He was living up to what they expected. But we see something very different from the same crowd a couple of pages over. Now, we read Mark 11, 1 through 10. If you flip on over to Mark chapter 15, you see a very different response from the same crowd. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews, asked Pilate? We're in verse 9. Knowing it was out of self-interest that the chief priest had handed Jesus over to them. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? What should I do with the one that you were celebrating on Palm Sunday? What shall I do? do. This is Friday. Not even a full week 
later. On Sunday, Jesus was who they expected him to be. And he done what they expected him to do. But something happens. Because in verse 13 of Mark chapter 15, instead of shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, they instead say, crucify him, they shout it. Why? What crime has he committed, asked Pilate. And they had all shouted louder, crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed over to be crucified. What crime had he committed? What had he done wrong? What had happened to the crowd that made them change their minds? Jesus didn't do what they expected him to. He didn't live up to the ideas in their own minds of what their Messiah should do, should be. You see, in their mind, they were thinking too small. They were thinking that the Messiah was going to come and to free them from Roman occupation. That he would be a great military deliverer. That their freedom would be something here on this earth. And they were thinking too small. What they weren't realizing was that the freedom he was coming to bring was so much greater, deeper, more meaningful than what they were even understanding. To them, he failed to live up to their expectations. He failed to perform as they would have expected. He wasn't enough. And so to them, they seen him as a failure. And they cried for his death. Now, how serious did they view him as a failure? If you look back in the Old Testament, you'll find in Deuteronomy chapter 21, that it talks about various laws. And when you get to verses 22 and 23, it talks about someone who has committed a capital offense, that you are to put them on a cross. For they are under God's curse. Now, think about that. Our Messiah would go on to die on a cross. A symbol that he was under the curse of God.
and they thought that he deserved it. And what they failed to realize, this is one very important thing. Because they were too caught up in the Messiah being what they thought he should be, because they were too caught up in their own expectations, they failed to realize that he had come, not to free them from Roman occupation, but from their very sins themselves. And we kind of do the same thing sometimes with Jesus though. We expect him to be who we need him to be, when we need him to be there. Sometimes, the sin in the world runs rampant. Horrible things happen. And we begin to question whether or not our Savior is the Savior we thought he should be because we fail to look at the bigger picture. We fail to see that our God is so much bigger than whatever kind of label or box we will try to fit him in. And in fact, it's when we try to fit him into these labels in these boxes that we can end up experiencing pain because we fail to recognize the promise. Sometimes it reminds me of what we've talked about in the past, about the disciples who are on the boat with Jesus, right? And there's, a, there's two different incidences. There's one where Jesus is on the boat asleep at the helm and they're in a storm they thought for sure they would perish and they wake up Jesus now he rebukes the wind and the raves and it quiets down and they seem shocked and surprised but it makes me wonder what did they think that that was going to happen by awaking Jesus? You see, once again, their eyes were blind to who the Messiah really was because all they could see was what they were expecting to see. sometimes we too can be blind to the work of the Lord around us because we're only looking for his 
majesty, his miracles in certain ways. And when it seems that those are the ways that don't come through, that that's not what happens, do we kind of identify with the Israelites there? The ones who on Sunday when God was fulfilling scripture and living up to their expectations, they were willing to shout and sing praises. But when he didn't do what they expected him to do, their eyes weren't open enough to see the magnitude of what he really was doing. And because of that, they cried for his crucifixion. They cursed him not realizing that as he would die on the cross, a symbol that he was under God's curse, the curse that he would be lifting, the curse he would be redeeming is the curse that is upon all man. The wages of sin, which is death. Do we try to fit our Jesus into a box? Do we try to label him? Do we think that if he fails to do certain things we ask for, then he fails as our savior? We need to understand who Jesus really is. He is God incarnate, God in flesh. He is the true world changer. The entire history of the universe hinges on him. Jesus didn't come to solve our problems. He came to save us from them. And we can be a little narrow focused because we tend to live in the moment, not recognizing the larger issues looming over ours. You see, the main problem of the world today is that we have rebelled against God. We have sinned against God and problems that we face stem from that rebellion. And yet Jesus rode triumphantly on a donkey those many Sundays ago, entering into Jerusalem as he would prepare to save us from the consequences of our rebellion, of our sin. And even though those he had come to save would cry for his crucifixion, Jesus' death still saved us 
by his death on the cross, he made a way for us to be reconciled with God. We have palms that we would generally hand out on a Palm Sunday, but this Palm Sunday is definitely not like any other Palm Sunday that we've ever expected, is it? We're coming to you live from even a different place than what you may have been expecting if you've joined us before. Sometimes unexpected things happen in life. The true question is, are we going to have enough faith to be able to wave our branches to the Lord, keeping them there, even when things don't go the way we want them to. Are we willing to keep them raised high, shouting praises to him? even when our expectations of what should be happening don't come to fruition. Are we willing enough to have faith, to glorify and magnify his name from this Sunday to the next no matter what life throws at us. Because we know. But thankfully, our Jesus is beyond any labels or boxes that we would try to fit him in that he sees the big picture, that he knows what we absolutely need beyond just what we may want. And that ultimately what he wants is not what's good for just a little while or not what's just good for some what's good for us all. He wants us to have a relationship with Christ, a relationship with him, a relationship with God, as it was always intended for us to have. And so on this Palm Sunday, in a world that is very different than what we've expected it to be, Are you willing to have enough faith 
to take up your branches, to praise him all through this week. Recognizing that he is indeed the Messiah, our Redeemer, who has come to set us free. Have you accepted that? Will you accept it today? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now, and Lord, we thank you. <laughs> we thank you for being the Father who looks after us and gives us what we truly need. We thank you for Jesus. We just ask, Lord, in a world that's full of unexpected chaos, that you would help us to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. Focused on our Messiah, our deliverer. Forgive us for the times that we fall short. Forgive us for the times that we doubt. Forgive us for the times that it may even seem like we turn our backs. Help us to be reconciled to you. We ask these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We want to thank you guys for joining us. And we hope that we will see you again. It is indeed a very unexpected time. But nonetheless, it is a time that we are going to continue to hold fast to our palms, to glorify, magnify the Lord, come what may. Singing praises from this Sunday to the next and every Sunday after. So join us again next week for Easter Sunday as we celebrate a risen Savior. May you all have a blessed day. We look forward to seeing you soon.